Hello everyone, uh, welcome to Mind Podcast 21.0, uh, your weekly source for news, views and analysis. Uh, this is Adit Kapadia coming to you from Houston. Uh, together with me, as always, I promote Kumar Buravalli and Sananda Vashisht. How are you people doing? Good, how are you? Very pretty good, good Pretty good, just lazing around on a nice uh, weekend day in Houston, um, catching up with the news. But the week hasn't been lazy at all. No, absolutely. The week has been anything but lazy. No, that's why I think I deserve my break on the weekend. <laughs> but but um, it, it's been an interesting week, uh, as always. There was a uh, lot of things happening. There was the Operation Hot Pursuit, which was being discussed threadbare in Indian media. Officially Maybe not called Hot Pursuit, hot but that pursuit. is what we are calling you it. You clarified that. Yes. That's the mind maker's term, I guess. That's right? the mind maker's term, but it is uh-huh. not. Um, hot pursuit, although, is a military term. Military term, yes. Um, although, because, you know, as always happens in covert ops, we don't know if it was a hot pursuit. For, we don't know if it was retribution. But, but we don't for, know pe- those pe- for people who do not know what we're talking about, and in case you've completely missed the news for 10 days. Uh, that is if you were living under a rock. Uh-huh, if you're living under a rock, or if you were living in a country that doesn't really read about Indian mm-hmm. news. But. Uh, uh, Regardless, and, and, and in that case, I'm really happy if you read Mindmaker. So please continue to do so. We'll try to give you an unbiased perspective. So so in, in, in Manipur, the in, uh, Indian army uh, or contingents of Indian army was uh, attacked by rebels about three weeks ago, two weeks ago, and about 18 soldiers were uh, killed. This was in a series of attacks where previous attacks had taken place last year and so forth. And then the Indian army uh, retaliated or, uh, in, in a, or not just Indian army, there was a covert ops. <coughs> Uh, uh, and special forces special retali- force retaliated and uh, killed, uh, destroyed some of their camps. Uh, In a manner of speaking, the mm-hmm. retaliation was uh, part of the strategy that the new Indian Home Minister, the Defence Minister, were evolving. Whether it was a carrot and stick approach, and the National or, Security Advisor, and the National Security Advisor, who has spent a lot of years in the Northeast when he was a professional uh, uh, in in the Intelligence Bureau. And uh, uh, the the repercussions of uh, such a dastardly attack on a convoy that was actually decamping, meaning they were being relocated away from that area. We were, uh, you know, generally speaking, such uh, it was an ambush. It was a such ambush, ambush takes place when you know some inside information gets uh, out of uh, somebody leaving the camp or or whatever reasons within hours of that attack. The uh, people in charge, uh, including the Home Minister, the directors of the uh, of RAW and Intelligence Bureau, all gathered at the Home Minister's office and then at his residence to chalk out a plan. Mm-hmm. Initially, they thought that the intelligence agencies would take some action on their own, but then uh, I think the Defence Ministry also and the Armed Forces intervened that they had the first right to refuse uh, such a uh, action, and then it was uh, at that point decided that the army would come up with a strategy and they, hence they did. In a couple of days they were ready with a plan for uh, punitive, punitive strikes. First of all the Air Force also wanted to get in but then with collateral damage in mind India ever being so concerned with uh, you know uh, you know, families the around, the, yeah, around yeah. the camps. So it was at that time decided that uh, para commandos of the Indian Army would take the lead and uh, go inside the uh, go inside in in hot pursuit as we call it mm-hmm. and uh, they were waiting for authorization to come in from the Prime Minister who, who did give the uh, without any um, uh, 
uh, forethought. Uh, there was obviously uh, a lot of pressure from uh, uh, other paramilitary organizations to also join in. There were, uh, uh, I would say, even local police forces that wanted to kind of give, give cover. So ultimately, then when this operation happened, it was without any casualties on, on the Indian Inside. side. They went in, did their job, came back. And uh, so there are two things about this operation. First of all, that it was a clearly a punitive strike, as you said, and not a preemptive strike, as a lot of uh, uh, speculative people have been, people who are in, who are in the business of speculation have been. Who talking. get paid for speculation? Ah, exactly. Yeah. And then another. I think thing, it was a punitive strike, and it was also a message that mm -hmm. you do not mess with. Th us. That's what I was coming to. I think the problem is a lot of people are still talking about specifics, saying that are how many people were injured, how many casualties were... I, I want to say, when you say this, I just want to, uh, you know, stop you short here, uh, because there are a lot of people who are getting into the speculative game, as you said, and how many were injured and how many were thing. Indian Express came up with the role that only seven people were injured, but Times of India has come up with the um, uh, information report that came this morning, um, intelligence report, that about 89 people have been injured. We don't know and we will never know. These mm. are covert ops. We will never know this mm. stuff. But what I'm saying is that from seven to 89, people are just speculating. And also, this is also a thing about where people say that government has um, made overt, um, covert, overt. Government hasn't made covert overt. Government has only told you what government wants you to know. Wants you, it's it's not about that. And I think, Sunanda, we, we were discussing yesterday the uh, off the record that, you know, this government is not known for leaks. Yes. So if leaks happen, it's basically the government wanting you to know. Yeah. But so what I was coming was this speculation. It's not about how many people, obviously, you know, how much damage you inflict to the enemy. The significance of it is not lost upon us. But more than that, it was the messaging or the message that was being sent out that India is not going to take the nonsense lying down. And, you know, this is a two-pronged and this is completely unrelated. But I really loved what the Prime Minister went to Dhaka and, you know, acknowledged the the role India played in 1971 in the way we said because Pakistan has said nonsense on world forums all the time it is about time you know to use the words of G. Parthasarthi whom I heard on debate it's about time we give them back yeah. and the same with over here in and un again, unrelated events but it's about time we, we show that in, when it comes to covert ops India can even do that if, if the needed. The problem is the problem is I think the messaging here was a to the army hmm. that you know we won't let you down political leadership is with you all the time and b to the citizens of this country that you know we haven't lost the capacity for covert ops because a lot of people had actually begun to think that we don't have a capacity just, anymore just, just which is right we had lost the capacity we probably are building it again now no, but we did lose the capacity thanks to a lot of people. and just before you come uh, that promote i think we were we were also debating on twitter we actually featured two fantastic pieces on uh, uh, the op uh, again operation hot pursuit within courts uh, not using the official name by uh, uh, Ramaharita Pusarla and uh, Suresh Kotitil different aspects of it one was looking at purely the operational perspective what happened and what was the political impact and the other was compare comparing the decisiveness of the leadership uh, he was taking a instance during the IPKF's time in Sri Lanka in NTT and talking about that and I think the debate should have been about this decisiveness political leadership, yeah, political leadership was the Gujral doctrine that succeeded the Rajiv Gandhi doctrine, Narsimha Rao and the Devi in 1997 was, you know, how bad was it? You know, how, when, when we went to, I think our intelligence suffered a lot between 96 and 98 and to come back from where that to where we are and how to thing. revive. Here is the thing, covert ops is completely legitimate. There is nothing wrong with covert ops and all legitimate armies of 
uh, you know all democracies that's even illegitimate armies do, that, but no but that's what i mean but is is very important it is very important in the modern warfare nobody can deny it but we had lost the capacity for it because we had some people at the realm in hmm. political leadership who were not <coughs> supporting the government in uh, hmm. covert ops finally we don't have to do it again we hmm. probably will never do something like this again that is up to the leadership that is up to the political leadership and the army no, leadership they will decide but it's important to let people know that we are capable and i'm going to let pramod come in in a in a second what with with this last point i think more than the gold ops also with the the way the intelligence was gathered in such a small amount of time precisely with surgical and surgical you know surgical precision so yeah you would want with with the kind of capabilities that fortunately uh, although under the upa dispensation the, the the gujral doctrine was given much more impetus because of uh, their lack of strategic understanding of where india stands in the world and now modi is trying to bring that back as guru murthy right uh, wrote an excellent uh, piece on redef about what that uh, brings to the table the conference uh, for the indian armed forces the intelligence agencies uh, but fortunately under uh, upa general vk singh at the helm of affairs pr- try to bring that strategic uh, capabilities back to the fore but and he was he was, he was he was obviously you know nipped in the bud but, but then uh, fortunately uh, the elements of uh, uh, capabilities exist within it just has to be brought out you know including using drones gathering human intelligence uh, using your allies in the governments that uh, probably support you or don't support you so this was an amalgamation of all these factors that came in into these operations with uh, directions that came in directly from the national security advisor he used all the assets uh, accurately as required nobody was needed more than they were and then the end result was everybody got home back, uh, back, got, you know See safe this. and then the objective strategic objective of that mission was achieved yeah, so the other uh, other part i thought was a little over the top was some of the media organizations taking this and extrapolating that to pakistan that oh pakistan should better watch out do this you get uh, pakistani panelists and then pretty much have like a war on television i mean i don't know so they i thought immediately that, made it about pakistan i, I thought two or three of those panelists panelists should go to the border and start firing on pakistan yeah no no no, no because no no i'll tell you sunana ji that is because the raman ki asha payment last payment is coming through <laughs> na iske liye kuch na kuch karna padega nahi but you know okay i i appreciate that we sh- we should definitely question if the government has this plans to do it somewhere else or something but questioning the government and questioning the spokesperson of the party is a different thing i found was so funny that a it was about our eastern border we have problems on our eastern border we have problems on our western border our problems on eastern border are different from our problems on western border although same people might be creating problems on yeah. both borders huh. but we are trying to you know these are two different issues Do you mean these China? are two we know everyone knows <laughs> but these are two different places these are two different uh, topographies so to speak and we are dealing with it differently it was so naive for people that even when this myanmar ops was fresh i mean it was just they had just announced it the next question was what about pakistan are you going to do it in pakistan when they created that whole aura in indian government didn't talk about pakistan um uh, army didn't talk about pakistan all that indian government on the first day um, said that we will do it wherever it is required and i think i think they that should have stuck with the statement on the first day I but know. that's that's for but the what is the point of calling pakistani guests on your show and telling them that what do you think about india's covert they, they, ops they, in your um, country what are you going to say if somebody tells me what do you think about covert ops um, covert ops in india what am i going to say 
no you cannot do it obviously you cannot do it i will be, um, my country will not allow here pakistan also i feel bad for pakistan because it protests all the time against the us uh, covert operation something <laughs> happens or something no, but who in pakistan <laughs> protests and who does not protest yahi to problem hai bhai no because pakistan as a country uh, uh, is going through such a traumatic phase of its entire existence that you really don't need surgery surgery at this point no. you know you are talking about too many bandits that are already existing there's no space for you to no, but uh, when you, when you, do a surgical uh, when, when you talk about protesting like ah. this you know i'm i'm reminded of this vishal bhardwaj movie where pankaj kapoor leads a protest against himself and this uh, goes goes into the house and comes out and <laughs> takes no, a protest the problem with indian media is while everything is going through a change um, ah. indian media also has to change a lot of these um, media companies they started this whole nonsense about what about pakistan what about pakistan and then they said that uh, indian government is chest thumping i did not see any chest thumping and i'm saying this all again on record i did not see chest thumping they <laughs> questions were asked questions were answered uh-huh. chest thumping was done with calling pakistani guests on the show and telling them i agree oh, with we you will do i agree with you but i just have a minor grouse i just wish that uh, rajavardhan <coughs> rathod had stuck to the statement he made on the first day and the statement that army made and i think you know, i think he you was, should he not was led into this he's also whether he was led into, he was led into i don't know but this the uh, ambiguity that was associated yeah. with the statement that could have been avoided too many questions on pakistan were asked no, no. obviously yes. the minister no, has I, to know how no, to but, get no, through no, it no 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 i'll tell you the the seething anger that the indian forces especially even including the paramilitary mm-hmm. forces were facing the past 7 or 8 months after the incessant firing on the western uh, sector and the, the issues that were happening in ladakh with china right. kind trying to kind of uh, uh-huh. poke its nose all of that had led to a little bit of a discontent that acha hum log itna kar rahe hain then we are now we have a decisive political leadership mm-hmm. are we even going to be allowed to do certain things yeah. that were being done 20 years ago you know last surgical strike happened in 95 under narsimha rao mm-hmm. with consensus from the bjp also by the way i know but 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 covert ops have been happening though. they have always been happening always i can't acknowledge happening. anything but yeah. <laughs> I, i will tell you that one one thing is for sure the capability that Uh, today exists with the indian paramilitary just not, forget the indian armed forces is far greater than any anybody in in the asian sub you know that whole area south asia south yeah. asia mm-hmm. totally so now this was a template that the modi administration decided to showcase to begin with they should have kind of uh, stuck to that because there will be i slightly disagree with you sunanda ji that there might not be more strikes like that there might be much more different nuanced approaches mm-hmm. on maoism and yep. all other uh, yeah. they uh, might not be strikes in the true sense but uh, but a a template as you said yeah, has yeah. been and i but, agree with you sunanda on one thing that this there was no chest thumping by the government i my point was in the ambiguity of certain things but that is minor there was detail. no chest thumping prime minister was tweeting about yoga mm-hmm. huh. he was as calm as possible he was t- tweeting yoga Well, but the, I, the news channels would do well to retweet some of the prime minister's tweets and observe People were, yoga. There were a lot of um, commentators who were saying that there should be uh, India needs to have this calm approach. I was like, who's more calm than prime minister right now? He's tweeting about yoga you and know, he has all, opened all, his mouth. As an, you know, by the way, on a lighter note, it would feel like uh, the Delhi chief minister has launched the cover tops the way he was jumping around I and outraging. You know, also, I do want to say here there is one thing: whether you like it, whether you are on whatever. Uh, you know whatever your political dispensation whether you hate this government you like this government you are indifferent to this government no one can deny that 
if anybody knows most about covert ops in india today it is ajit dover he has been in this job so for a lot of commentators to say that oh my god now there will be uh, expectation from indians that you have to do more covert ops now you have to do this i, uh, I, 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 I even read a piece on first post saying warning about ajit dover style foreign policy approach or something that i mean i i was laughing uh, when i when i read that piece it i wanted to a, tell i think a kashmiri journalist or something i, I forgot i thought. wanted yeah. to tell these people who were writing about this i wanted to tell this that you do not understand that you have only been told as much as ajit dover wants you no, to but, know but then also It's, some of these american uh, philosophers keep talking about india being a, the land of gandhi love peace all of these areas but then gandhi sent the indian army which was the bulk of the british imperial army to fight against adolf hitler oh. weakened the british empire then oh. and hence led to the independence of india uh-huh. so you cannot um, and both oh, on the other side participated on the other side and also yeah. inflicted heavy uh, you know moral manohar parikar uh, put it the best way we don't have a 1.3 million army to preach the ah, there's nothing so but but regardless see but there is another but thing but that does not make us warmongers no either. but that does not we, but the, the thing we, is then if uh, what i said initially if you are if somebody will give you nonsense you don't take that nonsense lying down you give them a befitting response we, yeah. and the response may, you know it, it has to be clinical surgical ah, it is always indian culture is all all about inner peace not outer peace बाहर हमेशा गड़बड़ी होता है केटिक सो दॉर्डर डिफेंडेड यू हैव टू क्लोज योर डोर्स यू हैव टू फाइट बैक वेन एवर इज रिक्वायर्ड एंड आई थिंक मेनी कॉमेंटेटर्स हैव सेट दिस एंड वॉर इज नॉट अबाउट जस्ट बींग रेडी विथ अ गन यू नो यू हैव टू हैव लॉट ऑफ एडवर्सरीज यू हैव टू आउट थिंक दैम यू हैव टू सी वॉट देयर पोलिटिकल सीनैरियोज इज एंड कंट्रीज आर ऑलवेज गोइंग टू हार्प ऑन इंडियाज सक्सेस एंड प्रोग्रेस एज अ कंट्री दैट इज you know achieved so much and they are going to try to derail that hmm. so even though you are peaceful you are happy you are not going to go against them they might come after you so absolutely and then what you were saying like okay this is we are not against anyone questioning military ops or the government journalists should do that but the i mean this is my opinion that the question should be logical topical and you are questioning this don't just ask questions and oppose for the sake of opposing opposing you saw what congress said the other day i mean it was absolutely pathetic the statements some of the statements that anand sharma made in that press conference if only they even uh, followed 1/10 of narsimara's foreign policy congress would not have been in this yeah. bad situation mm-hmm. you know if the uh, i can't even talk about what raw data under narsimara but this uh-huh. these guys uh, are completely they, they, they are diluting their own narsimara's policy that's why or rajiv gandhi or no, indira gandhi or no, that's why they are one tenth of what they were during rajiv gandhi's time in the lok sabha right or lal bahadur shastri lal bahadur shastri almost took lahore yeah. what are these guys talking about i mean and for such a short period he was prime minister for such a short period that, that is the that is the questions that we all have from the leadership of sonia gandhi and rahul gandhi that will they be able to you know fill this boots but then they are surrounded by all these hagiographic uh, psychophants who yeah. you know can't see beyond them but kya kare uh, this this will continue to happen they they expose their own fallacies but it's good the debate was good i think the government intended for the debate to happen i think the government wanted to reassure its citizens that indian government uh, indian army is fully capable mm. of uh, launching such strikes and making <laughs> india safe if, if the modi government's intention is to gauge the mood of the public with this punitive strike after 2611 then they are spot on nobody can dare to disrupt the integrity and unity of india if they try to even think about it 
then we can outthink them. Absolutely. And then you talk to the people on the ground and their reaction has been nothing short of, you know, from ecstatic to extremely proud. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's, and, and the government is basically working for the people on the ground and that's yeah. exactly what uh, happened. And you know, I, we had a lot of listeners uh, writing to us on Twitter and Facebook about doing a discussion on this. So I hope you enjoyed our, our take. Again, we tried to, we, we, you know, we tried to give our take. It might be a little different from what you watch on the news channels. Uh, hope you find it refreshing and not exhausting. No, but so, sitting here in America, we know about these preemptive strikes more than anybody more than else. Anyone. So if there are any tips we can pass on, absolutely. Uh -huh. And, and uh, do you specify Texas in, in that or uh, you don't? Uh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I hope that's not that America in Narayan's hell yeah. Nah, no. But <laughs> look into my eyes. Wala, hell yeah. I, I, am, I am proudly Indian. Ah, absolutely. We are all proudly Indians. So the, the next topic is going yeah. to be about uh, politics from uh, political will to I, I, I don't know what even to call what to call the Janta Parivar. From you'll find out. <laughs> political confusion. I mean. So Nitish Kumar's <coughs> political career started in the early 70s under the influence of uh, Jayaprakash Narayan and also had several socialist influence at that Karpuri Thakur and Raman or Lohia and they all naturally they, they, they were all the same yeah. uh, in that George Fernandez mode in the early 70s and Social then first contested election in the nine, uh, 1980s lost then again uh, uh, actually won as an independent in 1985 mm. then merged his party and formed uh, several different iterations of the party then along it with the, the George, party then the Samata then, party then Samata party was the mainstay in the 90s he was the one who pleaded with George Fernandez to have this uh, tie-up with NDA in 1996. 95. No, in 95, 96. In the Mumbai uh, National Executive and is then when they showed up. From 1995 until about a year ago, they, they were still on a, in a kind of understanding that Nitish Kumar would be the face of this, this coalition in, because they, they had to take on the Jungle Raj as uh, put forth by Nitish Kumar himself, by the way. And he went after Lalu Prasad Yadav. He was one of the main persons taking him down on uh, fodder scam. And then also when uh, the chief, the, the potentially became a chief minister for a week, then his government, uh, you know, couldn't uh, produce the numbers. Then in 2005, when the, the, the although the NDA under uh, uh, no, BJP had... There were two things. There, there was an election in February, March or something where uh, they did not have the numbers and LJP had 30 seats. Right. And then Bhuta Singh, who was, I think he was the governor of Bihar or something. Yeah. And they, so there were some shenanigans that happened and they couldn't form the government. And so it was president's rule. And then for about six months later, there was another election in September and October where the NDA with right. JDU and BJP won an absolute majority. Majority. And then uh, he did follow a, a kind of a middle path of development and wanted to... Uh, go after the criminals that were, um, you know, kind of infamous for the Jungle Raj uh, um, that was uh, unfortunately given to Bihar. But then I think his ambitions took uh, hold of him, and this is what his con I think uh, jealousy got. No, 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 no his, his constant acquisition, even from people that groomed him, including Jayaprakash Narayan and George Fernandez, was that he tries to manipulate his way through all the time. Are, Lalu it's, Prasad Yadav is on record to haan. say, Aisa koi saga nahi jise Nitish ne thaga nahi. This so is this on is, record. This is where, unfortunately, you look the at people, all his mentors. Haan. George Fernandez 2009 election, mm. mein kya yeah. Lalu ke saath jagda tha, fir ye hua 
and now then there was an alliance with BJP. Actually, one must not forget that BJP was initially a senior partner in the alliance. Right. In yeah. 2004, initially, right. yeah, initially, yeah, and and two, I, I I forget the exact year. And in 2004, JD was wiped out in Bihar. Yep. I, I don't know if Nitish Kumar himself lost his seat or not. One seat. One he seat. contested yeah, two yeah, seats. Yeah, seats. He won one. Nananda and the other. So uh, and then in 2005, in spite of that, he yeah. made the chief minister. And but this is the the kind of comedy of errors that Janata Parivar has been. That these guys fight each other, then all all of a sudden want to either see the BJP or the Congress depending on that day they go after the Congress in the 70s and the 80s and then in the 90s kind of be ambivalent about it now uh, the, the sworn enemies, uh, Lalu is on record saying that he has swallowed poison to prop up uh, Nitish yeah. Kumar as the chief ministerial because candidate. Because he does not like Nitish Kumar. And, Nitish and Kumar I'm sure like he will pull him down if Nitish comes to power yeah. and then have but, Rabri but, Devi as a consensus, uh, consensus, consensus candidate. Uh, candidate. Or Misa but some, yeah. some, someone, was, uh, someone uh, did she, is she coming to Harvard again? Is she ready for that? No, no, no. She's not ready for Achha, that. You mean she's chief minister? Chief yeah. See, I, I didn't know if, if she's going to give a speech Harvard. again in Harvard. No, but it's easier to um, become chief minister of Harvard than chief minister of uh, Bihar. Than Bihar. I don't know. I have questions about that. I've seen the recent Harvard appointees. But regardless of that. Um, uh, the, the, Ooh, you took a pot shot at Harvard? Oh yeah, I uh, take it all the time. <laughs> Dr. Swami will like it. No, but but generally speaking, let I, I did support yeah. Dr. Swami for freedom of speech when that nonsensical thing he, against Harvard happened. Yeah. And the role he played in uh, during emergency is stellar. I'm just coming back to this uh, Janta Parivar thing. It's a it's a very confused bunch of people that have parochial, feudal, and and sort of the the worst thing that uh, aspiring India does not, not want not. to go back the to. The problem with oh. Janta Parivar is their politics. The problem with them is that they haven't outgrown that old 1970s politics they huh. still want to divide people they still want to do what that nonsensical word social engineering they still but want to get votes from certain things they still want to say you get Mahadalit vote I'll get Yadav huh. vote I'll get but, but Yadav uh, vote is not vote, I'll get that huh. vote Yadav vote is not guaranteed this time Sarandaji no, because no. Uh, they are extremely upset at him passing on the uh, the uh, chief ministerial uh, post to Nidish Kumar's group hmm. whose Kurmis are 8% Kauris and Kurmis yeah. Yeah. So you're talking the 15% Yadav, 16% Yadav vote and then, then the 15% Muslim vote and then the Kurmi Kohari vote all together coming together to be about 40%. Yeah. But then the other side which is also at 40%, the middle 20% is, is the biggest, uh, I would say the decision ma uh, making, per, you know, probably the fence sitters right now who are kind of torn because the BJP has to, at this point, project a chief ministerial candidate. I think if they don't, Modi is a great is a good guy. candidate. There are, there are is a good, good candidate. Guys. And he yeah. has been, he worked with... Um, or CP Thakur. I'll tell you because Bhumihars have uh, talked about um, a, a certain... But uh, CP Thakur does have the age factor also going against him. Yeah. But, but I think Sushil Modi Because Narendra Modi has this thing about 75 plus yeah. euros. But not at the chief ministerial level. No, no, you know, know. Unless you are really completely... No, I'm just saying, again, uh, I want to say that Sushil Modi oh. has been against, um, uh, you know, he took it on his chin when uh, JDU not walked just that, out. The Bihar, and he Bihar BJP was the first uh, to endorse Narendra Modi wholeheartedly yeah. and they actually risked the alliance with JD. Sushish Modi was the home minister and the, all the finance minister. Finance the hoarding drama that happened yeah, with yeah, Nitish yeah, Kumar yeah. saying no to the dinner and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of Not this. Just I, funds for the Kosi river flood victims ha, and exactly. all Exactly. And now, so I think the campaigning should take off uh, in the next few weeks with uh, BJP even contemplating
creating national executive in the in Patna yes. and all of these um, uh, new programs that are going to and be involved. Manji from there. is going to be with them. All right. Uh, so I think it is prudent them. for uh, the coalition to have at least three months before the election with a credible one or two phase or three phase at least. Agar if it is uh, Manji uh, with uh, Sushil Modi in the center and yes. then also CP Thakur with a coalition of that mm. sort, mm. but then the absolute focus should be and the there is also Nand Kishore Yadav. Yeah. There is a development agenda that mm. has to be mm. unveiled. What can, what can NDA or BJP at this point in time deliver? I think so, so NDA and BJP needs to do what they did in the rest of the India. They need to no. tell people that they See, are there are two more things. this because everyone says in Bihar you cannot win elections without getting into this caste uh, this thing. I think NDA and BJP just time is now here in Bihar to rise above that level. Maybe it will it, work. No, and I think it, it, it will. is going to be. It's going to be difficult uh, because they have to do. There are a lot of localized issues at play. Plus, uh, th see, this that is doesn't the, mean that you cannot uh, no, approach to, no, no, no. the entire electorate Absolutely. instead no. of half the electorate. And one no, no, no. They the have to approach the electorate. But there are two things. One of one of it is the idealistic situation that you are saying. The second is ground level situation. Now, if you analyze the voting percentages of 2014, the BJP, if you add absolute addition of GDU, uh, RJD, and Congress votes, it's a little bit higher than what the BJP. LJP and uh, Upendra Kushwaha maybe party. 42 and 40 percent something no, like that. No, 42 and 39. I, I don't something remember like the exact, that, yeah. but like they're a little higher. But this is this is where a lot of people, uh, you know, you can't just absolutely add Lalu and Nitish's vote because they were contesting separately. A lot of anti-Lalu vote could have gone to Nitish as well because he was not with Lalu Prasad Yadav yeah. before the Lok Sabha elections. And this this ridiculousness that they do that, oh, there were 10 by-elections and we are going to extrapolate that. You cannot do that. So the, the, uh -huh. the three mantras for BJP moving forward to try to be a very good factor is Declare your chief ministerial candidate right now, hmm. uh, maybe about a month or at least uh, three months time for them to get settled yeah. in. Make sure that you harp on the fact that Lalu is uh, convict on bail. Yes. Second, uh, and then the, the same extension would be talk about the coming back of Jungle Raj 2.0. Third is that having a government in Patna and also in the center is absolutely beneficial for job creation and to extend the kind of goodwill that the overall country is witnessing for investment to come to Bihar, investment will and not Eastern come to India. Bihar, uh, to India, uh, Eastern India, India with all these uh, uh, mm -hmm. mineral wealth. Un unless this jungle raj and there's goes a fourth this point in that too i mean obviously that you have a government in jharkhand so it's going to be convenient the, also the rajya sabha situation right. where a lot uh, one right. third of the bihar seats go to polls in 2016 and you have the potential of winning all of them yeah. but what you talk about Lalo, right? I want to come to that. Here is a guy who is convicted of a scam. Yeah. In our TV channels, there are certain journalists and and saying, oh, you can't ignore him. Oh, he's a phenomenon in and Nitish, Nitish got the, the, the uh, evidence, clinching evidence against him and put him into jail. Yeah. And huh. these two guys are... Yeah, I, I saw Shekhar Gupta. I saw Rajdeep Sardesai. All these people talking about that. What is this? What do you make of them, they, these I, journalists? Yeah, saying? the thing is, they're saying, oh, he, he may be convicted, but on ground he has... Um, he uh, attracts votes. I think that is nonsense. You guys build a narrative and for every other person you are saying a controversial leader huh. but for um, uh, Lalu Yadav no one will say a Because he has been proven beyond controversy that he is a convict. No, 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 I know. He is not controversial. He is not convict. He is not. He is just um, uh, he is being portrayed actually he has been portrayed as some new idea in Bihar. No, but I'm sure. I, I don't see. I, I think majority of Indian journalists 
are more scared than politicians, you know, because they feel they are independent when they talk about BJP. You, where they no, feel they are, you, you, you have actually come up to a very interesting yeah. point because then you are talking about something how they felt during the emergency. Yeah. And mind makers will do a very interesting yeah. uh, take on the emergency. emergency yes. Do watch out this space no. uh, in about two weeks in advance, two yeah. weeks from now. We are going to do a fascinating uh, take on podcast pieces, interviews, and you, you it'll be some uh, it'll be a different take than what you've seen. Uh, so you. you no, I have seen, I mean, coming back to this, I have seen uh, Lalu Yadav. I saw him on NDTV. I saw him on um, Rajdeep uh, Sardesai's show. I saw him on Headlines Today. Um, India Today now. Uh, India Today. I saw him on Times now. He is sitting there like this Maharaja and he's talking. Like, you know, there are no cases against him. Like, there is there is nothing. No, no. And the moral, the audacity to have the moral high ground. I mean, I, I was... That is, that is why Indian journalism has never produced world-class people because they go wherever the wind flows. Exactly. So, you know, you have this uh, interesting phenomenon as you talked about the media about Lalu Prasad Yadav, a convict. Can you imagine in, in US or any other country a convicted politician coming and then these journalists who take the moral high ground when it comes to anything saying that you can't ignore that he's a phenomenon. Are you, have you ever... I don't even think they have many of them and I'm not generalizing here but some of them at least they don't have the guts to, when Lalu is sitting in front of them to ask him about his conviction. Not even that. Even Sonia Gandhi or for other people I think this is a very bad ecosystem that has developed the past 60 uh -huh. years of in, uh, not having independent journalists backed by at least some sort of a constitutional guarantees that they have never been able to develop as a fourth uh, pillar of the But democracy. it's not about They've that. I'll, I'll give you an example. You, uh, I was watching this show here uh, called uh, Vice and then I right. saw somebody who went to Saudi Arabia yesterday and uh, asked them about their policies. Now I'm not saying that was yeah. at great risk to his life. Many journalists in India do that. But then there is this Delhi crop of journalists which you know Samne convicted leader and you can't even ask him. They you know yeah. tell us about their conviction. Were you? Were you? And, 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 no, but but not one question on his conviction. Not one question. But Or they think that um, uh, Lalu is their final listening to defeat Narendra Modi. Yeah, no, no, that too. But they they're all uh, they're all in that uh, so I, I can't mode be, yeah. that they have to oppose for the sake of opposition yeah. and pick out people who are not uh, hitting and, back. And I, I saw Chitra Subramaniam actually tweeted yeah. on this, you know, and Chitra yeah, yeah. her credentials are beyond doubt. The work she did on Beaufort and even the work she's doing right now, fantastic. And she tweeted about, you know, that why are these guys? Uh, uh, no, there are very good journalists. I would say, awestruck. but then unfortunately, it is 2018, and a 20 yeah. very good percentage of journalism. Huh versus 80% who are basically yeah. um, and I don't understand this that he's a vote catcher he may be but that doesn't yeah. decide that doesn't mean that you will not talk about him as a convict See, you there just is a watch separate I think even the Yadavs will desert him this time there is a That's separate thing that could be three things one he's an entertaining speaker in the parliament everybody has laughed watching it his YouTube video that does not take away anything from that he's a convict mm. uh, third thing he may be a vote catcher um, uh, that does not take away from the fact that he's corrupt exactly yeah so so uh, and I, I mean you know the fact that he still gets votes is a testament to what our voters think which is something that we are one day one day Bihar will reject all them and all of them. Um, into my world let my father the jaunting parivar even if it comes to power 
they will collapse because yeah. each person is a power center onto himself. As, as they have no ideology. And they, they will try a, to pull each other down. Hopefully Bihar does not do the same oh, mistake yeah. as Delhi. Delhi is repenting big time with all of these people uh, yeah. diving at each other yeah. to uh, you know, sweep uh, Rohini or sweep the greater Kailash or whatever your other regions are. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they no, are you mean Sunandas? Yeah, not from Delhi. Nee, Sunanda ji, uh, Delhi is the better part of Delhi. I know. Uh, but uh, my that, point is, that doesn't vote the AAP <laughs> mistake should not be done by uh, log from Bihar. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. And, and you know, on a lighter note, I can't wait to see the trio of uh, Abhay Chotata, Kamal Morarka and HD Devagoda campaigning in Bihar. <laughs> And I just, I just hope they regularly address rallies. They will make sure that you know, Janta Parivar will. I don't know what will happen. Then, then, then they don't have to sit. They all have will have cots. Why, why be so jao? Rat ga ke so jao. So I mean, it will be amazing. Kamal Murarka, Devagoda, and Abhay Chautala. The three names to watch out from Janta Parivar. No, I'm just kidding. But regardless, you know, the, the, so that brings us to the end of the uh, our, our podcast. Do keep listening in. We have exciting uh, new features. Some exciting new features coming up in the next two three weeks. Uh, do check out uh, www.mind.net for those podcast is not the only thing we do we do a lot of other things interviews uh, uh, articles uh, dispatches you know analysis surveys, surveys, surveys critical analysis of a lot of um, uh, things current affairs issues that are going on about india the rest of the world what happens in U- us politics uh, even even on the spiritual aspect so do do keep tuning in uh, again please like us on facebook and follow us on at m y i n d m a k e r s on Twitter. My personal handle is at ASK0704. Uh, you can follow Sunanda at S-U-N-A-N-D-A V-A-S-H-I-S-H-T and promote that at P-B-U-R-A-V-A-L-L-I uh, Do keep listening. Do keep tuning in. We'll be back uh, same time next week with more fun uh, analysis of various news items that happened um, uh, last week. Do keep writing to us and do provide your feedback. Uh, together, we are all mind makers. <laughs>